Welcome, Phoenix fans, to episode six of the Burning Bird. I'm Steve Leinert here with our my regular partners in crime, Harvest Meta. How you doing? He still needs a nickname. Still waiting for someone on Twitter to come up with something good for us, please. And Alexander Shaggy Shragus, the in-stadium announcer for the Philadelphia Phoenix. Welcome back, Shag. Still here. By the grace of God. We're, we're, we're also joined here tonight at Flanagan's Boathouse on Fayette Street, the scene of our post-game party. Lots of food and drink specials here at the Boathouse here at Flanagan's uh, post-game. We're joined here with new team owners, Dr. Christina Chung and Dr. Jeff George, and Team GM Mike Arcata. We've called in the big guns to help explain last week's 25-15 loss to the Montreal Royale. Harvest, we're going to start with you. What was going through your brain as all of that was transpiring? I was in a crowd, and I was, and I was losing it slowly. I was, I was losing it, you know, the, the pressure from just going uh, deep in a deeper hole was crazy. I felt that Montreal saw this weekend as, hey, their playoff hopes are on the line. They can't lose, and they can't lose, they can't manage to lose games this weekend. They can't go off the weekend 0-5. So they came in and said, hey, you know what? We'll focus on the Phoenix. And screw DC next week, uh, on, on Sunday that is. And they gave us all they got. And then he gave DC nothing, so we got it. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, <laughs> Montreal did. Montreal did give it to the Phoenix. There's no question about that. They, I mean, their whole weekend started off a little differently than most Canadian trips. They actually stayed in an Airbnb about three hours north of Conshohocken, breaking up their trip into into Philadelphia and giving them what seemed to be a lot more energy and a lot more uh, of 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 just. I mean, a lot more energy than the Phoenix were showing for a team that was playing at home. And Shaggy, I don't know what you were seeing over there, but watching the Phoenix go into a six to one hole in the first quarter was really tough to watch. Yeah, I was pretty bummed. Also, I didn't have the luxury of checking out of the game, but I, uh, I multiple times threw my game notes in the air and had some very kind but annoying fan come and give me the notes back. So I think thank you to the fan who kept doing that. They were six. But I, I didn't want those notes anymore. I was done with the notes. Um, we, we talked the week before about how Toronto looked, or not Toronto, I'm sorry, Montreal looked sloppy and tired at home. I'm really bummed that they figured out a way to combat their uh, sloppiness in the one game against the Phoenix. And then they went to D.C. and forgot all about all their clever strategies. They, they definitely came in the AA Garthwaite Stadium hell-bent on, like, if they lose that game to the Phoenix, their season is essentially over. And they, it's now, it's, is it on life support? It's, it is on life support. But I think what you were starting to allude to was for the Toronto Rush coming in here two weeks ago, they played New York the night before. They were looking ahead to the Madison game coming in this week. They clearly had that circle because as you so astutely pointed out, Toronto beat Madison pretty soundly in Toronto. Whooped them. Really whooped them. <laughs> Big old whooping. Yeah, as, as, as Shaggy waves his hand at, 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 at Jeff George. And we'll, 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 get, we'll, get to, we'll get to Jeff George here in a second. Uh, but Toronto, that Phoenix game was a trap game for the rush, and Phoenix made them pay. This was a bit of a letdown game for the Phoenix after such a big win, in my opinion. 
Maybe, but who are the Phoenix to have trap games? It's we're not Toronto. We're not like the winning. Well, they were let down. It was a letdown. A letdown game and a trap game are two different things. Okay, that's fair. The, the Phoenix had the biggest win that they possibly had, yeah. and then they had a letdown. I want to say this. I was upset, and I think there are a lot of reasons to to dive into what the Phoenix did wrong. I've never seen Montreal play like that. That was inspired ultimate. Maybe like. I've seen it happen once in one of their victories over Toronto. That is a rarefied Montreal team. And if they played the way that they played ultimate all the time, I mean, I got some stats I can throw out if you want, but they would win more games. They'd be more, a more successful Frisbee team. They have, a, they have a lifetime offensive efficiency of 67% on the season. After that game, it was 60%. In that game, it was 83%. That's not a typical Montreal game. Or was it, was it the Phoenix's fault that they had that high, uh, high um, percentage? I mean, yes and no. So what we saw from the Phoenix was an inability to retain the disc and to get the disc back. So a lot of times the reason why Montreal has been so sloppy is that their defense had a tough time of converting breaks, which they did a really, the defense did a really good job of converting breaks. But their offense is historically bad. Montreal has a historically bad offense in terms of the other teams in the league when you look at their efficiency at putting the disc in the end zone, and this was like one of their best games ever. I, I thought the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Harvish, go ahead. No, I, I mean, yeah, their offense is usually bad, but th- this week I feel like they had height over us. If you notice, they had these hucks in the end zone, and they outjumped us every single time. But their game, Montreal's game, is to huck it. They're not usually so consistent with the hucks. And the reason they were so consistent is because they were able to get position with their handlers in a way that they very rarely do. They don't usually take the time to secure position. That's what we talked about last week, where their handlers throw the disc, you know, a hundred have thrown the disc a hundred less times than Ethan Fortin. They're not taking the time to set up those hucks. They really set them up in this game. And and they made us pay. You're right. They were a little bit bigger, but they made us pay with it. I, I would argue that the Phoenix lack of aggression on all of their marks in that entire game. Led to the Phoenix, led to Montreal being able to throw the disc pretty much at will. They were able to break the mark whenever they wanted with little out and arounds, just real easy one one head fake and go cuts to, for for goals for Montreal. And the fact that there wasn't more pressure on the mark from the Phoenix, especially in the second half when they got behind, and it just kept happening and happening over and over again. It was particularly frustrating to see. Yeah. So, so all right, we're 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 gonna make a move over here to one of the owners. Dr. Jeff George. Oh, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Steven, I've been telling you for 20 plus years, stop calling me doctor. <laughs> well, I'm a Frisbee player first. Yes, okay, this is true. This is true. And a, former, and a former teammate of mine. Yes. Okay. Good, and good friend. JG, very good friend yes. of mine. Very, very, very dear friend. And, and it, it, it pains me to ask you as your dear friend, where were you last week when you were watching this go down and what was going through your head? Uh, Christine and I were at a wedding in Connecticut that was planned a long time ago. It was it was pretty fun. It, we had, we you know it was a mandatory thing that we had to do. So uh, it it was painful to miss our first. Oh, it's very unlike you to Phoenix miss game. It's very unlike you to not be there for a game. It had to it had to wrench your heart. Yes, there was no way around it. And uh, but it was a beautiful weekend. It was you know it was right on the water of Connecticut, and uh, you know couldn't ask for a better Lovely. weekend there. Well, we, we had a nice sunset at AA Garthway for our game with Montreal as well. And that was really beautiful as well. Excellent. Can we quit pro quo here? <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, 
Are you yes, a- it's been established. It wasn't beautiful on the Phoenix sideline. Let's put that out there right now. My word. <laughs> what, what was going on? What was going there? through my mind? Oh, well, I had to watch the game. Well, the ceremony was exactly the same time as the game, so I had to look like I wasn't looking at my phone in this tiny wedding. I sat in the last row with my Phoenix hat on, staring at my phone, watching the game, every play, just trying to keep a straight face. Living and dying. Living and dying. And then afterwards, I sat down and tried to eat, and then people started uh, coming up to me saying, do you mind if I take a seat here? I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Go find another table. I'm watching the Phoenix. Was it at least an open bar? Yes. Okay, at least you were able to drown some sorrows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That helped. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how do you feel when the Eagles lose? Oh, yeah, I'm a no. fan of the Phoenix, so it hurts. Yeah, well, and, it, and it hurt all of us, I believe. I mean, and then, speaking of hurt, I mean, Mike, Mike Arcata over there as the, as the GM. Why don't you lean on in here and let us know what was I mean that that as as thrilling as the win over Toronto was for you, it had to be a tough back down to earth type of situation for you in the Montreal game. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, you know, the the, the team um, was obviously super excited about beating Toronto. Um, but as I've kind of said in some other places, um, we, we're not quite satisfied with the result. With the, the result was satisfying, but we're not um, quite happy with our play yet. We feel like we've not quite reached our potential um, as a team. And Montreal, you know, the score, again, definitely looked like a setback um, compared to the score of the Toronto game. But um, we just played a team that was more capable uh, in that game in Montreal. Uh, of exploiting our our deficiencies, so um, you know it's it's not like we felt like we were totally clicking in, in, against Toronto and crushing them, and then all of a sudden things fall apart. Uh, we've we've kind of seen these gaps in our in our team week to week, and there's things that we as a young team need to work on and, and improve on. Uh, they just seem to rear their ugly head, so to speak, on against Montreal way more than it did against Toronto. Sure. Well, as as Alex pointed out, they were uh, Montreal was incredibly consistent with their their play, and, and that was that, that's a that's that's a good team that um, came in with into a must win situation and really played like it. Um, sort of an anecdote as a player who's played against them for in my third season now. Um, I recognize and know by name ninety percent of the players across the field from me, and they're all probably about my age, 26, 27. Um, so people talk about the Phoenix being a young team and, and coming together and growing together. Montreal is very much in the same boots. They, they've got, like All of their top players are, are, have been with the team for years and are starting to you know, um, come to maturity together. So that's a team that is very capable and no, no reason to look them off despite their 0-4 record, which includes one or two two-point, one-point losses. I was, just gonna, I was just about to ask you in, in real quick, how surprised were you that Montreal was winless coming into that game against the Phoenix? Um, not terribly surprised if you look at their um, actually their schedule. You, you look at 0-4 and you can um, sort of glaze over what's actually been going on there, but they've played Toronto at Toronto. They've played New York or at New York. Um, they had not played Ottawa, right? They still haven't played Ottawa. And um, 
the DC up there too. And DC up there. Yeah. Um, I don't know who their that was a one point game. Right. That was a one point yeah. game. I don't know who their fourth opponent was. It was own three coming in. They were own three coming in. Own three. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. So, so it's own three. So yeah. Perfect. So they played at New York, at Toronto. And, and against DC, so those those are the top three teams in the division. Um, so there's, you know, there's, that's that's a tough start, but it's nothing to you know write them off about. Like they're they're down in the standings, but they're still a solid team. Sure. And like speaking of not writing anybody off, we're not about to write off the Phoenix just yet either. Like we were talking a lot last week about how the team has had playoff aspirations, and with a win against Montreal, they would have fallen, found themselves in the thick of. The playoff aspiration, uh, playoff race. Now you're sort of on the outside looking in, but it's there's a lot of ultimate left to be played, and a lot of different things can happen. So, I mean, just to, I, I I know that it, it really doesn't seem too sunny in Philadelphia today, right? But in, in all seriousness, Greg Martin had six goals. Ethan Fortin had five assists. I mean, Himalaya had four goals, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he's got to do better. He's got to do well. You were, you, you was your player of the week last week by uh, their harvest. Yeah. And uh, I thought he came through uh, somewhat, you know. I mean, uh, and then Mott, who's uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more here in a minute. He had a goal and, and four assists. I mean, these guys are like there, there are some bright spots on the Phoenix. It's just they need to sort of tie it all together. And it seemed like after the Toronto game, there was going to be something really good they could use as a springboard moving forward, and it just didn't come to fruition against the Montreal Royale. So, Shaggy, what does this mean now for the Phoenix going forward? Well, it means that they don't have any um, easy games. And no game in the ADL, especially in the Eastern Division, is ever easy, but... When you were looking at the way that things shook out before, you could say, okay, well, if we split the remaining D.C. games, we have a path forward to make the playoffs. We can't do that now. Like, we need to win both those D.C. games to really be in contention. And you were saying, well, that end-of-the-year Canada trip, you know, we can maybe split those, and we might not be able to split those. Like, we may need those games. We still have two New York games coming up. We have to play Toronto in Toronto. Those are extremely difficult. It is hard to go to New York and beat New York. It's hard to go to Toronto to beat to Toronto. And you're counting on this sort of game to be like that cushion when we, when you know, when you had those hard trips and maybe you suffered a disappointment to be like, well, you know, this is our record. This now this is our record. Now we are two and three, and we need all of we need all these wins going forward. We always needed all these wins going forward, but now even more so. It's, it's dire straits. Bill, Bill Bill Parcells used to say, "You you are what your record says you are." And right now the Phoenix are two and three and are looking at a, at a, a little bit of a tough road to hoe. Now, we're coming into the all-star break of the, uh, of the AUDL season. And so the Phoenix have a 22-day gap between games right here. <laughs> so we're, we're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about that here uh, in, a, in a second. But I believe before we move on from the Montreal Royale game, Shaggy is, has, has wanted to... Give me a French test to test my uh, French Canadian <laughs> to see if I can pronounce different words as as a Philadelphian. I thought I did a fine job pronouncing some of the Royale during the during the play by play. I mean, uh, I, I got to tell you, Bono and Bono, one of them and their name, one of the names ended with a D, and then like half of the half of the letters at the end of these people's name were silent. Like, there's this one guy's <laughs> name is G R O U L X. Just forget about the LX. It's screwed. And that's it. And it's, and it's, and I, I mean, why even have the LX on there? Like, like what is that? 
It's Montreal, man. Uh, it's Montreal. It's, and by the way, the next time they come to town, they better bring some poutine. All right. I mean, I mean, Mike, come on. I mean, that stuff is reheatable in a microwave, and it's delicious. You know, I mean, come on. Put it in order for you. Put in a good word. By the way, Christophe Tremblay Jean Cobb. <laughs> I just christened myself over here. I mean, it's, it's like, and 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 I also like to thank Sasha Poitsikolsky, another fine name. I mean, all these hyphenated names. So Shaggy Art. What you, let's see what you got. I mean, nothing can be any worse. Than at what I was going through. So before before we <laughs> before we get into this, I really want to credit Steve, who went over to um, Caroline, the coach of Caroline Gadot. Kadot. Kadot. It's Kadot. Yes. Well, that's a bummer because I didn't pay any attention to the pronunciation when I was doing the name. Wait, the letters, he, are, the letters on that name, the last letters, you count those? No, it's Kadot, and then the T E at the end is it's, it's superfluous. Okay. You didn't really need it. I mean, okay. it's just an extra T E. It's Kadot. Okay. Anyways, Steve worked really hard on making sure that he got all of the names of the players in the game correct. It was very admirable. So I went with players that are on the team that didn't make the trip to test them on. Okay. Here's my first one. Um, here, you can borrow my pen to write it down. Okay. As a, Oh, you have a pen. Perfect. Classic okay. spelling. L-A-C-O-M-B-E hyphen B-U-R-G-O-Y-N-E. B U R G O Y N E. You made that one up. You made that one up. Le, com- Le Combergeon? Oh, that was pretty good. You had to say the oi, but yet you just dropped the N E. Okay. It's Le Com? Le Com? Bergeon. 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 That's what I said. That's pretty good. Thank God he didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is. Great. Right. What about this? You got your pen ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. L I M O G G E S. Sorry. L I M O G E S. Limoges. That was really good. That was, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, we're kind of Look at that. Hey. I have one more before all the people do We're going to leave immediately. That's fair. We're going to go from one of my favorite players in the game G R O U L X. That's Gru. Gru. That's Gru. Kevin Gru. That was my favorite one to say. <laughs> and by the way, I'm doing all this French Canadian stuff, and I go up to the, the one guy, and he comes out. I go, uh, I go, Jacob Sonder. And she looks at me and she goes, No, it's Jacob Saunders. He's American. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> was, my favorite one. I was like, Going, ah, you know, so I'm like, But no, to Gru, there's Saunders. <laughs> it was absolutely something else. All right. So, again, a lot. They were really nice. If you, if you don't tune in the AUDL TV and favorite the Phoenix, this is what you're missing. I, I got to tell you. All right. So, in, in honor of the All Star break and in honor of Sean Mott who is the Phoenix All-Star this season. We were going to try to have a discussion about other Phoenix All-Star uh, capable candidates. And uh, so why don't we actually do that? Why don't we talk about other guys that, like the Phoenix that might be uh, a little undersung so far this season that in the future might be in this game there, Harvest. Who do you think uh, might was a Phoenix player and it stood out so far this season that deserves a perhaps an All-Star bid in the future? Uh, Billy Sickles. Okay. Maybe, maybe well, they're saving him for a rookie of the year. Maybe they're saving him for rookie of the year. Yeah, That's they true. could be saving him for that. It's his first season with the Philadelphia Phoenix. Uh, he's had some phenomenal games. His first one was a little rocky at D.C., and since then he's been really great. He was missed against Montreal, and that could have been 
difference. That could have been the difference. If you look at the score, it was 15 25. I'll do this again, right? It's 25 15. 25 Montreal. 15. We're working yeah. on it, Harvard. We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on, on that. And it was a 10 point game and a five point differential. So can, is Billy worth five points to make that game 20 20? I, I believe that he was would have lit a fire under some people. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of intensity there. And uh, I, I just think that he's. He's gaining more yeah. confidence to, with each game that he's playing in this league yeah. right now. Him being deep and, and guarding some of those high hucks that they, they sold downfield could have been a difference in this game. All right, Shaggy. Yeah. So who, yeah. who else do you think uh, has, a, has, a, has an all-star credential type uh, bid in their future? I have a lot of issues with the way that the all-star roster was uh, put together, which we might get into later, but I'm going to go with Ethan Fortin. I think that he doesn't have necessarily the um, assist numbers, but just his complete, his raw completion numbers and completion percentages are off the charts. He's very consistent, and like you need handlers on a frisbee team. You need that kind of player that's willing to throw the disc sixty times a game and complete fifty nine of those passes. And honestly, the all star the all star selections do not have that kind of player. They have like one of that kind of player. So that's a big deal. I thought about picking Mike Arcada leads the team in plus minus, but I had to go with my gut. <laughs> my, I, uh, Mike, Mike Arcada was rooting for someone, anyone, to put him on this list, and I'm also going to forsake him. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. You can't. Yeah, I mean, on the table, you can't do that. No, no. Mike, Mike has actually been a uh, a a steadying influence on the team, and he's been one of the players that, in my opinion, that the. Uh, the team has been relying on in certain situations. You've been going back and forth between O and D line, which is not an easy thing to do a lot, and uh, especially when you're being asked to handle on both sides and that and with all your other duties going on. I'm, I know on game day I see you, you're, you're dealing with so many other things that you have to warm up on your own half the time, like, you know, and that's that can't be easy either. So I, I think that you're doing a, a yeoman's job behind the scenes and uh, – and uh, this is all the about. That's the about a, the amount of nice things I can possibly say about you to your face without actually punching myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're doing a good job, Mike, and that's all I'm going to say. All right, oh, God damn it. Thank you. I think. Hey, Mike. I think, thank you, Mike. How'd you find Harry, man? Shout Harry, out to Harry. Uh, Harry. Harry yeah, Chase is one the... of our interns, and I, I coach Drexel Men's Ultimate. Um, and Harry Chase is like a, like a diamond in the rough. I mean, like, I, I mentioned this kid, and I'm like, hey, you know, are you interested in interning with the Phoenix? Uh, I know you do. he does sports management at Drexel University. Um, and next thing I know, he's, like, ankle dabbing and like, <laughs> and, like, making pretzels with his legs and doing these crazy dance moves on the sidelines for us. And you couldn't, like, pay somebody to do that. This 18-year-old college kid show up and run your game. I mean, he was he was uh, he was in charge of the Montreal game while Jeff and Christina were away, and and the commissioner of the AUDL is in the stadium reviewing our performance, and we've got an 18-year-old kid running it and doing a great job. So, yeah, no uh, help too, no help. I don't I, yeah. I don't think we'll win the lottery like that again in the future. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we can uh, yeah. with another another uh, assistant general manager like that. But Harry Harry's yeah, Harry's awesome. Thanks for uh, sending him some props, Harvish. Yeah, and, and you and you got to come out to AA Garthwaite Stadium and, and and see this guy in action. He's definitely entertaining to say the least. He's you, insane. He don't pull, don't too. don't show Drexel. The college of sports, uh, whatever, what, what he's doing he out did there. Sign him up. He oh, did yeah. win he won the pole competition. He too. did win the longest throw. It was him. That was his birthday. The though. AUDL oh, intern. Uh, the guy whose birthday it was. I think I've just said Harry three times. Um, <laughs> AUDL head of the AUDL. What is it called? The commissioner. Steve Gordon. 
Uh, Steve, Hall. Steve, Sorry, right. Steve, <laughs> Hall. Steve Hall. Steve Hall. It's Steve Hall. There's there's Arcata digging me. I I I I gaffed on the name in the broadcast. It's Tuesday, Steve Hall. Right? No, Steve. Uh, kind of. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. Uh, so, props to all those people there for helping the Phoenix run a smooth game day operation. Too bad the Phoenix themselves couldn't follow it up with a solid performance on the field. So uh, we're going to move on to the All-Star Pick'em Contest here that uh, Shaggy is the commissioner of our Pick'em Contest here. And Harvish is going to be Team KPP, and I'm going to be Team Rowan McDonald. And Shaggy is going to tell us uh, exactly what the rules are, if it's a snake draft or if it's I pick first and... And then that, or if somebody picks first, the next person gets the next two, and then yeah. it snakes from there. I got or, it. Don't worry. I understand well, how I being the rules. We're, we're flying by the seat of our pants on the rules right now. So don't worry, everyone. As the commissioner, I've given this a lot of thought. Um, Harvish, you're going to be Kevin Pettit Stantling. He is a defensive stalwart for the Madison Radicals, yes, the worry. defending champion. And he is really, I mean, he's the captain. I, if I had to nickname someone in this draft, I would nickname him the captain. Steve, you're going to be Rowan McDonald. Came out of nowhere. He's the reigning MVP of the league. He literally came out of nowhere. He came out of uh, Eastern Connecticut State University, which, as someone who's from Connecticut, is uh, nowhere. Now, the way it's going to work is that, Harvish, you are going to have the choice between either the first pick or picks two and three. After that, it's going to be alternating picks. So, for instance, Harvish, you pick first. Steve will pick second and third. Then you'll pick fourth. He'll pick fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth alternating and so on and so forth yeah two and three definitely two and three okay so steve you are on the clock you're going to be picking first i am passing you the roster now now in case anyone doesn't know um each team got to select one person Mm. to be the all-star and then there was a vote on the rest of the all-stars by the media steve i'm passing you the all-star list now i mean you gotta pick ma right come on i have the number one pick in the draft uh no i'm taking ben yacht what? What? I'm taking what a pick. Yacht. Off the board. First stupid. overall. Fine. 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 Hey, Call hey. me stupid. That's why I have two picks. You stupid know. is a stupid does, sir. I'm, lo- I'm loyal to the Phoenix. So I'm going to pick Mott. Mm-hmm. Number two. Good pick. Good pick. Nice. I'm pretty high. Okay. And number three, I'm going to get um, Paolo Yanyas. Paolo Yanis. Yanis. Good pick. Good pick. Ooh, yeah. Nice, Handler. Steve. You're up. Well, I mean, if I got Ken, uh, if I got Ben Yacht, I'm going to need somebody to throw it to him. So I'm going to go with the Goose Helton. I like Goose, North Carolina product. One of my old ring of fire the, boys. Of the San Diego Growlers? Of the Growlers, that's right. Uh, Harvish, it's your turn. Who else do we have from... Bono. I want Bono from Montreal. Wow. Yep. Phoenix murderer Bono. Yeah. Okay. You're up very well too soon. You know? this, is, this is unbelievable that, it's, that's, that it, this is happening, but I'm going to take Babbitt. Jeff Babbitt is going to be on my team. He had 41 blocks in a season. That's pretty intense going up against KPP. Yes, mm. <laughs> yes my team is stacked, Jeff George. Thank right. you. So I, want, I, want some, I want some good... Harvest is in trouble. I want some good chemistry on my team. <laughs> You're going to get your butt kicked. Let's, give me Kevin Brown from Madison again. Uh, say that again? Kevin Brown. Okay. Kevin, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Good chemistry. Okay. Going with the chemistry pick. Yeah. Bold. You're, you're up, Steve. Could have got Colin Camp, too. <laughs> uh, I like uh, 
I don't know, Cam Harris sounds to be a pretty good addition to this time, I mean, you know, to this team. I mean, he's he's a pretty good thrower from what I saw in the rush game. I, I kind of like him. I believe he, he's... He would, he, he would fit in pretty nicely with Goose and Babbitt and Yacht. And I believe he's... Rowan and, I believe he's I believe he's second all time in total assists plus goals. Well, it's good because I got Babbitt and Yacht that like to score a lot. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great pick. Three Bo Kittredge. Okay, nice. Going with uh, age over beauty, right? Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Someone will keep showing up. We need him. Sure, you're putting the captain on the captain's team. I love it. Yeah. You're up, Steve. I need somebody that's going to jump through the roof of the building, so I'm going to take Khalif El Salam nice. from Seattle. Uh, they, like he's he's, he's a, always been so fun to watch. All right, you're up, uh, Harvish. Give me the Pittsburgh hopeful, uh, Max Shepard. That's a good pick. That's a, he's actually a very underrated. Uh, yeah, twenty assists, twenty goals. I mean, I know he's blocks. an all star, but yeah. I mean, like if, if coming out of Pittsburgh, he's 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 pretty darn good. Steve, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm. I've got to go with Henry Fisher yeah. from the Rollins Flyers. Wow. I mean, like again, I have North Carolina roots. And and, and can I can I take one second here? Tonight I mean, is the twenty fifth anniversary of my first college national championship <laughs> with the East Carolina Irates. Twenty five years ago tonight, we uh, we ascended to the throne of college ultimate, and we didn't relinquish it for almost two years. And I just want to say. Uh, a, a, a hearty happy anniversary to my irate brethren down in North Carolina. So it's like a real draft. You're just spending my time. My college team almost beat your college team, but if it wasn't for <laughs> you, I, I had a very on universe point. I caught. I, I got hand. I got point Sweet. blocked, and I caught no, the point block. No, and then I your scored teammate the goal. got point blocked. You caught We're, his point block. This oh, is yeah. important. <laughs> and it's Harvish's turn, and you're wasting his time. Harvish, you're not, up. We're not wasting his time. We're giving him time you're, to think. Give me time he's to getting think. his ass kicked in the draft right now. Welcome to the Irates podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, 25 years from your first national championship, I'm sure you'll have a podcast, and you'll be able to talk about it as much as you want then. Good luck with that. <laughs> I don't know how long 25 years is from never. We're going to have a long time. I'm waiting for that one. Sorry. Having a hard time hearing what Mike Ricotta is saying. Give me Ben Katz. Ben Katz. Yeah. My two college national championship rings are stuck Seen in my ears. Seen play. <laughs> okay. You're up, Steve. Alec Arsenault. Wow. I need height. Who's tall? Yeah, you're in trouble. Who's tall? Mm. <laughs> Who is tall? Who's tall? Good question. Ben Yacht's tall. You got him. Jeff Babbitt's tall. I know. Goose Helton's tall. Yeah. <laughs> Khalif El Salim. My pick tall. for my personal pick for tall guy is still on the board. If that helps you, I mean, I guess Ben Yacht was my personal pick for tall guy, but my second pick for tall guy is still on the board. Well, Kevin Benoit's pretty tall, right? Isn't he? Uh, I think he's six two. Yeah, that's pretty tall. Yeah, good luck with that. But there's no Greg Barr on this list. I can't take him. All right, well, can you take somebody? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. We can still be talking about the I-rates right now. <laughs> Give me Colin Camp. Colin Camp. What a pick. All right, you're up, Steve. Has Jay Frode been taken? No, you can have him if you want him. I'm going to take him. I like a rough neck. People say he's fruity. Wow. What does that mean? Yeah, Just, is... That's his last name. It's oh. Jay Frude. <laughs> you're <laughs> up, I wish. Thank, thank God that's where that went. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh boy, 
Who's even left? Who do we got left on the board? How about we talk about left that? Left on the board is Pat Shrewise, Matt Smith, Aaron Reaver, Brian Von Nutka, Aaron Roney, Sean McDougal, Kyle Henke, Rick Gross, Peter Graffy, Jacob Fairfax, Tyler Dunn, Antoine Davis, and Joe Cubitt from the Detroit oh. Mechanics. He's a rookie. He might be the only rookie on this list. Give me him. Give me the rookie. Joe Cubitt. Yeah. Nice. And with that, I have both the handlers. Harvish has taken all the handlers off the yeah. board. No more handlers left in the draft. You're up, Steve. And I got Mott, too, so who's going to throw to him, man? Yeah, it's true. Your tall guys. No one on your team can throw. You guys are going to be able to keep possession of the just the whole game, win one to nothing. <laughs> uh, That's all it takes. Did you say Jacob Fairfax is still available? It's the words that I said. I, I believe he's not available any longer because he's on my team. Okay. Steve's sticking with the Carolinas. You're up again, Irish. I think um, I should just put it on auto draft at this point and let mm. let, her, let Shaggy pick it out for me here. I mean, I think is, I could. Uh, I mean, I think I, 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 think, I, think, I, think, I think I got what I need right here. <laughs> I would take the players left on the board and um, Irish's team right now over your team, but it's close. Do you? You know, a lot Peter, of players left on the board. Give me Peter Graffy. Peter Graffy, good pick. Yeah. Good pick. You know, just. Give me all the mathematicals. That's what you're going to do, you know? I love it. Okay, you're up, Steve. They are playing at home. Yeah. Although that didn't help the Phoenix last week. Uh... <laughs> How about Rick Gross? Rick the Gross. Pass? What a pick. Yeah, I, I, me neither. But but Steve picked him, and he's picking him. I'm picking him. Shaggy does pick. his picks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, I'm picking him. <laughs> give me Antoine Davis. Antoine, Antoine Davis, Davis. My pick for a tall guy of the year, Antoine Davis. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He went very late. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21st pick, Antoine Davis. Would have picked him higher. You're up, Steve. Has uh, McDougal been taken? No. Yeah, we'll take him. Okay, Sean McDougal. Great pick. Great pick. Who's left? Kyle you have this whole bottom list of Patrywise and people that you've never heard of. Actually, I should say Patrywise, Matt Smith, and people you've never heard of. Andrew <laughs> Roney and... Give me Kyle Henke. Kyle Henke. 6'3". Give me a... Yeah, nice. All right, you're up, Steve. 21 says 19 goals. Hey, dude, I, I like nothing but a little radical and radical crime. So, Patrywise? Patrywise. Nice pick. Is that French? Put me in the blues. If that so was France, it'd be a Shri Wissé. Shri Wissé. Shri Wissé. All right, all right. Who's, who's, who's left? Who's you left? Can see, you can see he's thinking real hard because smoke's coming out of his ears. Who's left? You have Matt Smith. That's a player that I know. Aaron Reaver. Weaver. Give me Brian. Give me Brian. Wonutka. Brian Vonotka? Yeah, yeah. All right, I hope he's from uh, Russia. Uh, that was my next pick. 17 assists, 25 goals. Uh, he is a good player. He's productive. You said you didn't know anything about these guys. I got a phone. Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh, my word. That's good because Steve does not. Right I don't know. Not really. Aaron, I mean, he could click on everybody's name. Aaron Weaver. <laughs> he's not. Uh, like, is he still available? So, I was looking at Aaron Weaver. I was really curious. He is still available. He's the captain of the L.A. team. He uh, doesn't put any stats on the board, but I'm sure he did something. Well, he moved the disc. Okay. That's what Aaron, like, Ethan Fortin doesn't put stats on the board. Why? That's he true. He moves the disc. Aaron yeah, Weaver has, like, 80 completions. Well, it was the first time he got on the, uh, the stat sheet, really. He's always on stats. He's, like, 46 uh, completions or well, something random. Well, the completions, not, not in goals and assists. <laughs> All right. Okay, you got Dylan, Dylan. Andy Roney. Andrew Roney yeah, and yeah. Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what I want. 30 assists. Nice. Andrew Roney, you got Matt Smith or Dunn? All right, let's see here. Yeah, Dunn got snubbed. You picked a lot of people that I didn't know over people that I know. Matt Smith over or, or, or Dunn. I'm going to go with Dunn out of San Diego. Nice. The good. Growlers. Great pick. Oh, that's Great a pick. really He's good pick. He's bouncing around a little bit. That leaves you Matt Smith at the end. So, to cap it off, we have Steve playing as Rowan McDonough with Ben Yacht, Gutes Helton, Jeff Babbitt, Cam Harris, Khalif El Salam, Henry Fisher, Andre Arsenault, Jay Fruit, Jacob Fairfax, Rick Rose, Sean McDougal, Patrick Wise, Aaron Weaver, and T. Dunn. Pops in trouble. Oh, boy, Mott's in trouble. <laughs> For um, Kevin Pettit-Stanley, Harvest, that's your team. You have Mott, Paul Giannis, Bono, Kevin Brown, Bo Kitteridge, Max Shepard, Ben Katz, Colin Camp, Joe Cubit, Peter Graffy, Antoine Davis, Kyle Hankey, Brian Vonotka, Andrew Roney, and Matt Smith. Now, as someone that really did pour over this list extensively, you know there are only two people that really are handlers. And when I say handlers, I mean they have between two, 200 or more completions per season. And Palionis and Joe Cubitt, they both ended up on Harvish's team, which ain't, it's going to be tough for your players to throw uh, the disc. The problem is you have a lot of players that you could just like put the disc in vague locations. Like if you put it nearby Cam Harris or Ben Yon or Khalif Al Salam, they'd probably get it. I think I would pick... Steve's team here, but it's close. I got mopped, though. I got mopped. That's true. Steve, you know, <laughs> Steve yeah. somehow got, like, four. <laughs> Steve got, like, three of the last MVPs, and including Ben Yacht, who, not including Ben Yacht, who may be this season's MVP. Steve somehow fleeced you. Oh, yeah, he got me good. Yeah. I got mopped. I got, got, got You got, got, got. I got, got the important mop. player in this draft. Mock got got. But he got mopped. That was great. I'm glad we did that. Thank you so much. Okay, well, you're going to keep score, right? And we're going to see what the stat, the fantasy stat is going to be in the uh, All-Star game. That that's right. Out. I will do that. All right. That as, will as happen. Commissioner, as commissioner, that, that falls on your of more than uh, adequate shoulders, I'm sure. I've always wanted to be more than adequate. Um, <laughs> what else we got, Steve? Uh, well, before we wrap things up, we'd be remiss if we didn't give get our shaggy Super stat of the week. Shaggy, what's your super stat? Okay, well, I would be remiss if I didn't have two. One looking behind and one looking forward. I got two. <laughs> My look behind stat, um, the Phoenix offense turned the disc over 12 times. On 10 of those 12 times, Montreal scored. You look at uh, Billy Sickles, who was someone that we mentioned might be a possible all-star. Billy um, leads the team in blocks, and he is an O-line player. And part of the reason that he has been such a big part of the team is that he plays like he wants to get the disc back when it when they turn it. And not that the rest of the Phoenix offense didn't do that. They just didn't get the disc back, and they got roasted. Um, that was really rough. My looking forward stat of the week, it's uh, made up, but I think Mott is going to score 12 goals in the All-Star game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't think there'll be a lot of defense, which means that picking Kevin Pettit-Scanling was tough because uh, I, I just wouldn't do that. But I think Mott is... Everyone's going to be like, I, I'm match up with this dude. I'm going to match up with that dude. And Mott's going to have 12 goals. That's my look-ahead stat of the week. He's on my team. You know that, right? Yes, I, I, I know he's on your team. <laughs> I mean... I got Mott. And I'm picking Dustin Damiano as my player to watch for this upcoming weekend. No, no, no. He's, he's out. Well, he's also not playing in the All-Star game, but I'm still going to be watching him. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, last week I picked Stu And apparently Stu was on the active roster either So I can do whatever I want <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
it's creepy that you're gonna be just watching somebody that isn't playing. Okay, I don't. I hope Dustin has a restraining order. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be in California. I won't be watching any of these people. My word. I'll be at a wedding watching uh, the All Star Game in the uh, back on my phone. Okay. Well, <coughs> good thing the All Star Game isn't this weekend. Um. Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> so. <clears throat> Again, we have a lengthy hiatus for the Phoenix between games. Uh, they have a road trip up to New York, I believe, before coming back home and hosting DC in a back-to-back weekend. One of the one of the few this season, uh, thus far. So the Phoenix, they're uh, after last week's loss to Montreal. Their backs are a little bit against the wall, but you know who who knows? Uh, you know the Phoenix could very well come out and, and get uh, surprise people once again get two wins and find themselves right back in the thick of the playoff race and can New York go undefeated who knows so for Alexander Shaggy Shragus yep for Harvish Meta I'd like to thank Jeff George and Mike Arcata for joining us Christina thank you for joining us as well For the Philadelphia Phoenix and the Burning Bird, I'm Steve Leinert. Thank you for joining us.